Hi, I'm Lily Rongio. Hi, I'm Sophia Mashenko, and you're listening to Shatter the Table by M Politics. We're just going to be talking about random things. Yeah, pretty much. And I think you'll enjoy it the most because this would be the funnest episode I think we've ever had. Me too, because, you know, it's not too planned. Yeah, exactly. It's not planned at all, actually. Um, <laughs> can't tell. And this is also like, I was in a good mood today. I was worried I would be in like a not good mood today and I would be killing the vibe, but I'm not. So, so far at least, you know. I mean, yeah. We were just talking about um, our mugs. And <laughs> I've got this mug. And my mug is literally just like navy blue. But we were talking about how we're drinking water out of our mugs because we don't want it to look stupid. But like we want to drink water because like hydration and it's literally 50 bajillion degrees out. Um, so we put water in mugs to look more professional. Exactly. But do we really look more professional? I don't, you know, I think if like we hadn't said it was water, we it would be we would be pulling it off. But I think because we expose ourselves, we aren't. Exactly. You know what? Live life on the edge. Yeah. Do you think they have like you know how like on the Ellen show, God rest her soul, she's not dead, she's just canceled. But you know how that they have mugs? Do you think there's like coffee in there or just water? Because I said coffee. I think there's water. Yeah, because I feel like coffee, you run the risk of staining your like teeth. Yeah, and not every celebrity likes coffee. Like, you know, those celebrities, they like drink matcha lattes or something, or like, you know, Courtney Kardashian. She doesn't, I don't know what she drinks. She probably drinks like chlorophyll. (sighs) Maybe. Speaking of chlorophyll. I need to water my plant. Wait, what the heck? Okay, I got this plant. It did not have this last time I looked at it. What are these red things at the bottom? I think they're the roots. It grew roots? I thought those were like natural. Wait. Oh my God. I'm the water. Biology. Wait, what's your major at? Can I say uni? At uni. Yeah. Um. Well, okay, so my major is like politics slash international relations, but I'm also doing a minor in political communication and marketing, and I feel really important. Oh, wow. No, you are really important. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So what classes are you taking right now then? Okay, so we have um, constitutional law that I had today. The book costs like um, 55 euros, um, and I'm like, we convert what do that? I need to do to buy this? But so we're just going to go with it. You know, PowerPoints exist, like whatever. Yeah. I have um, Spanish political system. Love the teacher. The teacher is great. I have history of medieval politics. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have European institutions. And there was another subject that I had that I don't remember. Oh, my God. I don't remember my fifth subject. Hang on. Oh my God, yes, I have political sociology. And this oh. was the highlight of my day because my teacher, he's like the most amazing person in the world, like shout out to him because he allowed us to make our own curriculum, choose our own topics, what we want to study and the way we're going to be examined. That teacher is a Nobel Prize, like he's the best. Oh my, that's awesome. Wait, okay, I just converted it. 55 euros is 65 US dollars. Anyway. And Wait, being a college awesome. student, that's jealous though. Not of your $65 or 55 euro textbook of your own curriculum. Political sociology sounds so interesting. 
I used to want to do sociology, but then I was like, no. <laughs> it's just so like, it's so different because it's like, it's nothing like you really get to study a lot, but it's like mm-hmm. history and like society yeah. and like politics all together. And it's just great. Like, oh. No, yeah. I well, like how it's like, it's very intersectional. Mm. Exactly. Let's talk about you. What classes are you taking? <laughs> I'm taking first period. I have okay. We're just gonna go through my schedule. First period, I have U.S. history. Um, I like that. I like my teacher. He's nice. Anyway, and then the second period, I have um, I have AP Lang, so it's like AP English. And then third period, I have AP Psych, so AP Psychology. And then fourth period, I have AP Spanish Four. Yo hablo español. And then fifth period. One eternity later. Wow. You taking so many classes. Well, it's like, that's like standard for a high school student. Oh. See, when I was finishing high school, I think I took, no, hang on, four? Yeah, four. Four subjects. What? Yeah. What did you take like normally though? Like prior to your last year of high school? So, high school was like two years, which what? was like eight up. Okay, so I went to a British school. Yeah. And we, we had like GCCs, which is like year 10 and year 11. Okay. And there we take like 10 subjects. Okay. Which was like doable. And then in uh, like A levels, which is like year 12 and 13, we take like three to four subjects. Okay. What? Wait, so you have, wait, you said 12 and 13? Yeah. Do you count kindergarten as first grade? Kindergarten is like, it's from your- How old are you when you go to kindergarten? Um, you're like four. And then year one is okay. five years old. Okay. So for us, it's like preschool is when you're four. And then you're five, I think, at least, if I remember correctly, you go to kindergarten. So we have kindergarten, then first grade. So then like senior year is technically like 12th grade. Like your last year of high school is 12th grade. Makes sense. Makes sense. But it's technically 13 years. That's wow. so interesting. I ended up in this like Discord channel with a bunch of British people. It was like a study help channel, but it was, I was so confused by like the subjects and stuff because it was like A level what? And I was like, what? I A level? Yeah. I, I choose F. I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but then I left the Discord server because I got too confused. So um, let's see. What else? What else? um what book are you reading any books right now okay not really I mean I'm, I'm supposed to be reading the book for the in politics but am I doing it I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no I'm like a hundred pages into it it's just like it's a hard it's so hard to read like I think we need to give ourselves more time for it because that's it hard. is very like it's dense and every time I start reading it like it's so interesting but you know I'm like bombarded by facts and like, yeah. I'm like I just fact. don't think I could handle it like because those women they're like actual heroes yeah no it's a lot it's also like like I feel bad saying that it's like a lot for me to read because like imagine going through that firsthand like that is a trillion times more than like just reading about it um but it's just it's also like it's a lot of sort of the same thing almost which mm. I think is like something that you can speak to about like themes in these sorts of situations like with like women in war yeah. but it is 
like the same thing over and over again. And the pages are like, like super wide and super tall. So it's just like a lot of information being pushed onto me. And like, I, I appreciate the narrative notes where it like talks, it shifts from like just like facts to actual stories. And I think like those are the moments that keep me reading it, but it is a lot of just facts. Are you reading it like with a physical copy or like an- Yeah, I have the physical copy. Yeah, I got the ebook. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. looking for like a short read to get you out of like a after that, I would recommend The Incendiaries by Aro Kwan. Um, it's like, okay, the writing is a little bit interesting. There were a lot of inanimate objects that were verbed. Um, and a lot of like, so like it would be like, the window spoke to me like okay um and then a lot of like over description almost um and a lot of like weird description and I think that was intentional at some points and like definitely helpful at a lot of points but I think it was kind of overdone but the overall storyline have I told you about this one before the overall storyline is good it's about this girl who um she basically just like goes through a lot of trauma and then she like finds religion but the religious group that she ends up with ends up being a cult and so it's and then it's like everything comes from it it's very fast-paced like I read it in two hours um but it's really good I would recommend it it's a good story it, the writing is a little bit it's it feels the writing feels very in a way like forced right with like the overall over description and stuff but um the storyline is good I will have a look at it. You know what book I don't recommend? What? It's called One Happy... No, hang on. It's called Happy World by Aldous Huxley, I think. That's how you pronounce his name. Okay, here's my dilemma. Like, I read it in Spanish. Like, I consider myself, like, fluent in Spanish. Like, yeah, I wrote a whole essay analyzing, I think, like, the pain and the trauma that one of the characters went through but it was just so hard for me to understand like half the book was about like different like parts of the society that were like superior and then some of those were inferior and then there was this guy who was called Bernard Bernard or whatever his name was and he was like part of the superior society but he was really short so they all rejected him and I was like dude what it is like is it a book that was originally in english and was translated into spanish or like, yes okay maybe he was german i don't know what it's called yeah happy world oh it's called a brave new world oh in- brave new world see so, yeah, i'm translating it from spanish and it says mundo feliz so i'm like yeah <laughs> that has to be it yeah yeah no a lot of like dystopian books are like that um I hate those just I don't like dystopian I understand that they have like a meaning which if Katie were here I think she would be commenting on this because I think she likes dystopian I could be wrong but like she liked um some like George Orwell book but anyway um I like Animal Farm I actually haven't read it is that the one where no I'm thinking Lord of the Flies Animal Farm is I feel like I like I don't know I, for my dystopian unit in school, I read Unwind by Neil Schusterman. Have you heard of it? It's oh, like yeah. basically in, for like the, to settle the like pro-life versus pro-choice debate, 
they made it so that you couldn't get an abortion. But if your child reached like the age of 13 and you decided you didn't want them anymore, you could have them unwound, which basically means that like they would be awake for a surgery in which they harvested all their organs and gave them to like another person. And that way they're like not technically dead because they still like metaphorically live on. Um, but it was an interesting book for sure. It was a little bit traumatizing, um, which mostly I feel like dystopian books are. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good book. I think that was that was a good dystopian book because I think it was also just like a topic I was interested in. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of time, like a lot of times dystopian books remind me of YA books and that they all like repeat the same themes, just say them differently. Is that an unpopular opinion? You know, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the only thing- or sorry, you go. No, 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 don't worry. But like sometimes I feel like dystopian books, like even though like I'm not a big fan, I hate them, but they make us really like think about like real issues. Like, for example, what was the name? Brave New World? Yeah. That one. Like being socially rejected. Hello. That's an everyday issue. And the book was written in the 1940s or something. That is still an issue now. And I'm like, yeah our society needs to get on with it no yeah I think like the dystopian book dystopian books like definitely have a purpose in that sense but I I don't know a lot I mean I think it's because my knowledge of like dystopian reading comes from my eighth grade unit on it and then that made me like not really like it that much so I kind of just gave up on it but it was like we read did you read the lottery by Shirley Jackson no it's like a lot of it was about conformity and I think maybe it's because like they heavily emphasized conformity in everything we read but like in that one like they row they like pull someone's name or like they pull cards and if you get one a card that has a black circle in the middle of it that means you have to be stoned to death by the town and like everyone's throwing stones at this poor woman um <laughs> I was like why like it's so disturbing um but they still do that like actually in countries like stone people what'd you say like they, they oh yeah they still do that no you know yeah but it was it was talking about like conformity because like at one point like the little boy like this like little boy throws a throws a stone and you're like wow like even from like two years old he's being taught to conform that's not okay Mm-mm. Mm-mm. do not do that <laughs> that's my social impact of the day Here's us giving unsolicited, unsolicited advice to people. Don't stone people. <sighs> you should read Animal Farm. Basically, it's about my country, Russia. <laughs> yeah. That's why you were from Ukraine. <laughs> what? We've known each other for over a year. And you, you still think of Ukraine. Or maybe I think I just get those two mixed up. I'm not from Ukraine. Like, we even had the conversation, really. Wait, I thought you said Ukraine though I think that, okay the problem is I get Russia and Ukraine mixed up a lot okay so see, the confusion might come from my surname which is Ukrainian but I am Russian okay okay so there you go I was like linguistics or something um, anyway the book is about Russian revolution but all the anim- like all the people are portrayed as animals and like it's all set in a farm so like I don't I don't remember if the pig was Lenin or something like that <laughs> or like there was some there dog. Team? oh my I don't remember like it's oh, such a great book 
that song is so famous now. I love that song. I learned about the Russian Revolution last year in history. Actually listened last year in history. I actually miss virtual school. Sorry to like steer the subject away. But like virtual school, I was having a time in my life. I was not upset on Sundays. Sundays were so much easier. What's virtual school like? I Wait, did you never go virtual? Oh, virtual. I thought you said, said virtual and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I miss virtual school. So easy. It, it was easy. But then we got to uni and they put us online for like the whole month of February. And like, it was the beginning of a new semester. So we had no clue like how our teachers really looked like. And it was so embarrassing talking from the class. And then everyone was asking, because apparently I'm like the class representative. I don't know how that happened, but like honored. And then they were like, please may the class representative like speak now. And I'm like having a panic attack. I just had an idea for you. You okay. know, aren't you like doing gap year? Or like I want to do a gap year, yes. Yes. Anyway, see, um, I go to Catholic uni. Mm-hmm. I know, fun fact. <laughs> um, they've just sent us an email about like offering, do you know what Camino de Santiago is? What is it? It Camino de Santiago is like, it's basically this really nice route that you do like, you either walk, you cycle, or you um, um, go horseback riding. Oh. And I'm not sure like the place that you where you start but you end up like in the cathedral up north of Spain oh. and it's like people say that it's amazing and I really want to go one day but I don't know if I'm physically fit to do that but like <laughs> I, I see you doing it in your gut yeah like is it you know your... as in like walk as in walk okay walk. I think it's communal and I was like that doesn't make sense but no, I used context work. clues to, to say that it was Camino. So there's my Spanish. Wait, this is cool. Wait, so you start where? I have no idea, but you finish up north. You start in Francia? <laughs> what? <laughs> Looks like you start in France. You start in Paris oh, and end in Santiago de Compostela. Yes, that's such a great cathedral. Oh. I did like work on it in art history, which was just like my gap year plan is go to a bunch of um like what was I talking about? Sorry, I like saw I went to go pull up my gap year plan and then I saw another thing in my drive and I got distracted. Um I'm going to go to a bunch of national parks in the US and then I'm gonna get a URL pass and just go around Europe. I think I've mentioned this um for like a month and then I'll come back home to California and when I come back home it'll be good for like national for national parks in California because um it does not make sense to go to those during the summer when it's like burning out here and it's like death valley like I don't want to go to death valley during the summer so by the time I get home it'll be like November and I'll just go to like the California ones and then I'll have like Thanksgiving here Christmas here and then second semester I want to do like do you know like um work away like you work somewhere in exchange for like food and board um and then do that in like a bunch of different countries I think that'd be so much fun wow look at you being all organized I know I have it all planned out the problem is money which I feel like is like a common problem for a lot of things but like we will find a way to find yeah. yes 
but um what uni are you planning to go to or are you planning to go to university well i'm in i'm a junior still so we don't apply to colleges until or unis until um, until like so fall of senior year so i'm in my fall of my junior year so i still have like one more year i'm really interested in like american schooling system because you have like such like different like subjects i picked up the coaster the coaster is gone anyway continue i'm glad you're using a coaster i'm not using a coaster i'm a big fan of coasters i'm a coaster enthusiast every time i come visit my mom like coasters are big Mm -hmm. like when i'm at my uni flat no yeah i get it for my mom i get it for my mom 100 percent Yes, the American schooling system, like you have such interesting subjects, but we don't. Like the most interesting subject I had at school that I didn't even take was photography and I think marine biology. <laughs> photography. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I mean, in high school, though, you don't have that much freedom over like the classes you take. Like the classes are interesting, yeah, but it's like, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I wish I had more freedom to pick which classes I want to take because I have friends at other schools that like they chose not they got, they got to choose like not to take physics and to take like they're taking like AP bio right now as, as juniors, which at my school you can only do as like a senior. Um, so I don't know. I think there's a mix. I also really want to take anatomy and physiology, but my school doesn't offer it. A few moments later. Do you do you intentionally when you're speaking Spanish to other people? Do you like not intentionally, but like whether it's intentional or just like it happens do you have like the spanish accent like people make fun of my accent it's called they call me the brit ah. no i don't have a spanish accent okay. i have a british accent in spanish wait and what does I that sound like speak spanish speak spanish i can't do it now like say like say like me llamo sofia me llamo sofia but like see that doesn't sound like british yeah, well, it's like, it's the R's that get Okay, me. so say like, me gusta correr. Correr. Cor- correr. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> what about like, like, what's a word that has an R in it? Beber, say beber. Beber. Oh, I hear it a little bit. You say, yeah. I think the coolest part about about like speaking Spanish it's all the different accents that there are. Oh my god, yes. Spanish is like it changes like okay, in the US we have like accents for English, right? And like English there are also a bunch of different accents. Like look at me and you. But like also like across the not in a derogatory way, like like a, like we have different accents and we must speak Spanish. But like across the US like Texas and like Boston like yeah, we have good we have like a variation of accents, but the words all sound basically the same in spanish uh-uh if you talk to, if you talk to someone from from like spain those words are not going to sound the same and like also they use different words than people in like panama yeah and even within spain yeah like i can't understand people from the south properly yeah also like vosotros yes See, you people don't learn that, do you? No, I we learn vosotros. Well, I learned vosotros in middle school. We don't learn it in high school. Because I have a friend. She was like, she came you to people. Spain for like a, an exchange year, and she was like, people started using vosotros, and I'm like, 
Yeah. No, Vosotros is like unexpected because you don't learn it in high school, but if you take it in middle school, you learn Vosotros. But Vosotros um, is like you, plural. Yeah, but that's like the English equivalent of like y'all in like Texas. Like that's yeah. how it was explained to me. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Apparently you accents. Y'all say y'all. <laughs> Actually, my sixth grade we were actually this is so funny when we were thinking about what we could talk what we would talk about we added accents to the list and look where we I know. Um, and now we're talking about accents well I brought my sixth grade paper on accents so you know I am an expert although I remember absolutely nothing but I'm pretty sure accents developed because like people wanted to be like unique or something I see that well at least like um like the British accent versus like a traditional like American accent that's why because when we like I, just, I could be like making this all up but I think I remember learning this like we came to the U.S. um we were like we don't want to be associated with Britain anymore because like you know no taxation without representation okay so we're gonna have different we're gonna talk differently than them and so we like developed our own accent but there are other there are other accents develop differently um because of like other factors but that, at least that one was because they wanted to be unique Wow, I did not know that. Now you do. But I don't know if that's right. I, I would not repeat that. I might have made it up, but I don't think I did. It makes sense, so. It does make sense, though. And, oh my God, did you know that I lived in the US? What? Did Where did you live? In Chicago, because my, my brother went to... No, I didn't. <laughs> when? When? For how long? Like six months, maybe, because my brother went to university in... United States. Why did he choose to go to college in the U.S. and you chose to go to college in Europe or Spain? I don't know. I just is it like um, parents? Okay. Like, did your parents like, want you to go to Spain? Did your parents like want you to go to Spain and they wanted him to go to the U.S.? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, my parents definitely wanted me to have like have me closer because I don't know why. I'm, I'm not saying they picked favorite child or anything. I'm going to talk about anything else or is that you? I feel like we need to say something that like, I don't know, impacts people besides don't stone people. <laughs> okay, see. Oh my God, yes, yes, yes. There's like, I've got something really impactful. Okay. Last year. I got this really cool opportunity to participate in the United Nations Forum on Business and Human Rights. It's very impactful. And they're hosting their 10th like annual forum. And it starts on like 29th of November and 1st of December and like till 1st of December. And I think people should have a look at what other speakers say because of what I've learned there is absolutely shocking. Okay. Is there a way for people to like for like the public is it open to the public yes i can send the link and it, well it's... i don't know how we can like put a link into a podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> into the description is there a description on a podcast episode okay basically what you do is google or whatever browser you use google he's <laughs> <laughs> inclusive of different browsers um <laughs> Um, you basically type United Nations Forum on Business and Human Rights, and then you'll have all the information there. And I think it's really good because they talk about effects on 
COVID and the Indigenous communities. And I think that's something that should be talked yeah. about. Oh my gosh, no, yeah, that's an awesome, that's so impactful. So much more impactful than my don't stone people. I feel like we need to like give people more. I think we need to be more impactful. Let's talk about like, what should we talk about? Let's talk about, um, oh, oh, okay. I know what we wanted to talk about. Hair. How? Um, yes. Can I, like, women are raised to worry way too much about their appearance. Yes. Like before even starting the podcast, I was telling you, Lily, yeah. how I look dead because, you know, I came back from university at like 8 p.m., and I, I do look dead, but whereas if I was a man, I'd probably be like, damn, I look perfect. Do you know yeah. why? Because those are the rules that have been imposed by the society. Before um, this podcast recording or whatever, for context, for people who are listening, my hair was in a founding father. It was in the classic founding father ponytail. And I don't like to pull the wispies out because I don't know, they come out weirdly. And I was like, mm, I don't like the way this looks because it makes me look bald. And then I was like, okay, why does hair like define the beauty of a woman? Like who cares if it looks like I don't have hair? When I was in sixth grade, I buzzed my hair off. And like, I don't think it was intended for like the immense like feminist symbolism it offered. Um, at the time, I don't think that was my priority. I think my priority was looking like Shailene Woodley because um, that is like the reference photo I showed the hairstylist but looking back on it like I don't know I think all girls should shave their hair off all women and girls should shave their hair off at one point in time because I think it's freeing for a woman to shave her hair because it's like a big fu to society and like societal beauty standards and not to say you need to shave your hair to be like a feminist but I think we, sh- we shame people for like shaving their head but I really understand why women are like empowered to shave their head because it is so freeing but that's I my see your point like, I, I see yeah like it's such like a like if you're like I don't understand why like traditionally speaking a female's beauty rests in her hair that makes zero sense to me I think it's just so historically like embedded in our society yeah. because you know you see the all those queens back in the day like in England and France yeah. like having those like massive wigs and obviously they were defining the beauty standards yeah. in the like, 1700s and 1600s well also wasn't it like long I could be so wrong and I think this is like from what I remember watching like lame is at age at age eight but like long hair symbolized like wealth because it meant you didn't have to cut it off to like sell it or something oh my god yes I think I know let me fact check my let me fact check what was it there was a film with Anne Hathaway yeah lame is yeah yes 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 that's it what did long hair mean in history? Wait. Yeah, okay. Long, oh, that's male hair. Wait, what is long woman? Okay, okay. Women in culture kept a longer style, which for them showed freedom, health, and wealth. Yeah. Okay, see? And it was like a sign of wealth. But, okay, and? 
Did they know. like pull out their teeth as well to sell? Okay, so yeah. I watched Les Mis at the ripe age of seven. So I don't remember much of it. <laughs> I also watched Did Down you Like you watch that at the age yeah. of seven. I, I also watched Downton Abbey when I was like nine. And like all I remember, I was talking about this today. All I remember was Sybil dying. And I think that like that was like the first literary character that I like saw die. And I was like, it was it was a little I've remembered it ever since. It's like the only thing I remember from Downton Abbey, besides like something where like the cooks were running around like crazy. But I feel like that was every episode. See, I, I don't think nine is like a good age to I would agree. <laughs> yeah, but you, I, you live and you learn. Yeah, I started watching Grey's Anatomy at age 11, um, which is like spicy for an 11-year-old to be watching. But, yeah. My roommates don't let me watch Grey's Anatomy. They don't They're like, like <laughs> What? They're like, Sophia, you should not watch it because you're going to have more emotional trauma. I'm like, <gasps> you know who you look like? Florence Pugh. Really? You actually, no. I'm like, wait, you actually look like you could be like her twin. I mean, I'm flattered, but like. No, you look like Florence Pugh. And you can't say no, because if you say no, then, sorry, you're just incorrect. Fake news. This podcast is not for the, the promotion of fake news. So on that note, <laughs> well, thank you so much for tuning into this very unstructured podcast episode. We hope you sort of learned a bit more about us. A reminder that this September in politics is hosting a bunch of opportunities for involvement. We have a webinar coming up um, on community organizing in school communities where students can learn how to work with administration, lead engaging meetings, um, lead teams, and so much more. And there will also be a networking opportunity built into that workshop. Um, we also have our feminist literature book club where we explore feminist themes through um, literature and September's book is A Room of One's Own by Virginia Woolf. It's a quick read so definitely come and join us if you are into reading and feminism. It's a great mix of, the, of both. Um, and then uh, this fall in politics is opening applications for an after-school program. The applications will close on October 1st and are now open. Um, the after-school program is centered around getting more high school students into summer internships because we know that can be hard to navigate as a high schooler. Uh, participants will learn important skills for success in a summer internship and then be guaranteed placement with an organization centered around politics or advocacy um, upon completion of the program. You can also visit us on Instagram at mpolitics, as well as TikTok and Twitter at mpoliticsteam to stay up to date with what's happening at mpolitics. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter via the Get Involved section on our website. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time for our podcast episode. We'll be discussing maternity leave in the USA. Thank you.